Hey guys, before we get started, this episode of Beer and Other Shit, the podcast is brought to you by High Season Co., a social media agency with over a decade of marketing experience who are crafting the way brands are perceived online. These guys aren't just marketers, they're liquid enthusiasts, craft beer nerds, hip-hop heads, and Gary Vee disciples. So is your social media looking tired? Are you having trouble getting to your customers? High Season can make it happen. Check them out, highseasonco.com. That's highseasonco.com. Now let's drink some beers. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C-Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode 98 of Beer and Other Shit, the podcast. And today, we are here at Glutenberg in... Is it Oshelago? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. is huge. Yeah. yeah. Like, I didn't realize that big. Uh, with David, co-owner. Yeah. And uh, Gabriel, head brewer. Yeah. Co-owner as well. Uh, mm, sort of. Sort, sort of. of. Yeah. Put you on the spot there, eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Thank you very much for having us, guys. Thanks. Really appreciate it. Um, so... I want to actually thank you guys because you guys are the reason we still exist the way that it is. I don't think you didn't know that. So we, uh, I, I used to, when we first, first started, I met Judith through Pierre. I don't remember Pierre. Yeah. yeah. He was a brewer here. And at the time we weren't taking it serious. It was just a casual little podcast mm-hmm. with my friend. We were like swearing a lot. Just didn't care because it didn't, we were just me and him. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden this brewery was interested in talking to us. I'm like, whoa. And then we were trying to set it up, but I'm not sure if it was with yourself or one of the other partners. And Judith told us that they didn't like that there was so much swearing. We're like, hmm. So we can either stop that and sort of rebrand it mm-hmm. or keep going that way. So we chose that because of her telling us that. And then it worked out. Hmm. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Like in, per- in person, because uh, we tell people that a lot. It's just a random little thing. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be an interesting one. Let's uh, let's start with the beer. So we have four different uh, bad boys we're going to get into today. Yeah. Which one would you like to start with? Uh, why don't we start with the non-alcoholic? Or, or, yeah, or that would make sense. Blonde or? Yeah, we can start with either one. We can start with a blonde because it's the first one we do, or we let's, can start with a non-alcoholic, the non-alcoholic because yeah. obviously it's a, it's non-alcoholic. Just, so. just pick one. <laughs> just pick one. Yeah. We we'll got the yeah. blonde for now. So let's go with the blonde. Okay. blonde. Okay. It's the beginning of the story. I mean, it all starts with the blonde. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all the. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, the project when we started the brewery was to to do only the blonde for the first two years. Uh, obviously, we as soon as we start, we got the good reviews for the beer, so we went with the, the American Pale Ale, then the Red Ale, and basically the rest is a history. Yeah, I so, think like the, the whole idea was to make something like very approachable, since we're already like in a, in a niche market, so we don't want to make something too uh, too heavy, too uh, bitter. Um, so it was like a good introduction Thanks. product and it's still uh, sure. today our, <laughs> our, our best-selling product after seven years so it's a yeah okay a uh, product that we're really proud of it's uh, yeah it's not it's not a product that we uh, you know we talk about as often as we used to now that we have a lot of seasonal products you know products that are more exciting uh, in today's you know like uh, industry yeah but it's yeah. still a product that is well really well crafted and it's a uh, our biggest, uh, you know, seller still today by far. Yeah. Um, Amazing. So you want to talk about yeah, it? Yeah, a lot of times uh, people would ask us or ask me uh, in beer festivals or, or what what's the beer you're, or usually we have the what's your best beer, but that's mm-hmm. another yeah. another topic. <laughs> or heaviest. Uh, <laughs> or, yeah. Oh, you guys get that too, eh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's yeah. your, uh, yeah, we have a couple of stories or, or 
We have one beer that we made just, uh, I think it was uh, just above six or seven percent alcohol. The Belgian double? The Belgian double. We, that we hate it. We, oh, we, okay. we, no. It, it was uh, a strong word. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> we did, uh, um, yeah, that's, a, that's an old other story we can talk yeah. later. But uh, yeah, for the blonde, sometimes people will ask me uh, what's the beer you're the most proud of. Mm -hmm. uh, people will think it might be like the IPA, the double IPA, or the, the, the barrel edge. The barrel edge, something. But uh, to be honest, I think it's the blonde because, I mean, doing like a light, crisp, uh, Blonde. It's probably the as a brewer, it's what is the most uh, technically difficult mm -hmm. uh, because you have nothing to hide behind. If you do a big uh, hoppy beer, you might have little uh, something off with the fermentation, but the super bold hoppiness of the beer kind of hide it. Uh, same thing for let's say uh, 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 black beers. Uh, uh, which is really opaque, uh, opaque, you, you cannot see through it. Uh, well, if you're half a little bit on the color, don't care, it's black. So it's gonna be uh, darker or lighter, but it's gonna be black anyway. Right. So the blonde, if there's anything wrong with the, the quality of the grain, the quality of the hops, the fermentation, uh, or uh, from start to finish the process, if anything goes wrong, uh, as soon as you, you, will, you will notice it in the blonde. So that's probably yeah. the beer that is the harder to make, mm -hmm. even if it looks uh, light and, uh, and I mean, not as complex as other beers, but uh, yeah, it's probably the beer that we are the yeah. most proud to, to brew technically yeah. uh, because it's, it's, it's harder, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, no, that's fantastic. So like, can we talk through the taste profile, at least through each one, because it's a bit more, it's a bit different mm -hmm. than yeah. everything else. And yeah. I feel like you guys are across the world and winning all the awards and stuff for a very good reason. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's almost like if you close, like if you blind taste test, it's it, uh, maybe. Well, it, it, it doesn't taste like like barley. So it's, if no. you expect like to taste barley, you won't you, you won't get it. But yeah. the flavors that we get, what makes this product so interesting is that we we have a very unique product that has its own you know personality that tastes mm -hmm. like nothing else in the world. Yeah. Uh, but it's so well crafted that it's you know, an amazing beverage and you, you just, you enjoy drinking it, even if it doesn't taste, it's a blonde that doesn't taste barley, which is pretty hard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, maybe- But the know, approach we had was, uh, 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 we talked a little bit about when, before we start the brewery, uh, what we want to do, how we want to position ourselves, or, or what kind of, uh, and we have all those different ideas. Uh, we taste a lot of gluten-free beers from around the world. And some were okay, some were just plain bad. Yeah. Uh, but none of them taste like beer or had the intention to taste like beer. Hmm. So what we, when we start the, the, the research pro pro process for the beer, we want to do exactly like uh, if we were doing, let's say, a blonde, we want to do a copy of uh, a traditional blonde beer. Mm -hmm. What we found out is that if we want to, if we want to brew uh, a gluten-free beer, uh, it's gonna be really hard. But if we do the best beer possible with gluten-free ingredients, mm -hmm. then it's, uh, I think it's, it's easier and the product will be better. So our, our mindset is not to just do uh, a traditional beer with gluten-free ingredients. Mm -hmm. It's just we found out the best gluten-free ingredients that we can and we craft the best beer possible out yeah. of it. So yeah. uh, Same thing with the red, for example. Yeah, the red, so yeah. A beer that we created around chestnut. Uh, okay. So it's not like a traditional brown ale or red ale. So it's a, our rousse or red ale, but it's a, a beer that we created around this specific ingredient. So it's the right. same approach. Uh, that we had with the, mm -hmm. with the red that we don't have today, but it's uh, another very interesting product uh, yeah. uh, created with the same yeah, same mindset. mindset. Uh, at the right. time, what we, what we found is that we find a, a chestnut supplier 
uh, and we said, well, what? That's pretty nice uh, ingredients. Uh, ingredient. So we start from scratch. Basically, we base the beer around the chestnut, and eventually we create the red. Uh, right. For the blonde, it's uh, the beer. The, the main grain is a uh, millet and corn. Mm -hmm. um, so when we start the, the, the research project, we uh, process. We try to do all millet beer. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, it tastes like millet. Uh, what, what is millet? Millet, it's a really small uh, grain. Mm -hmm. uh, it's usually it's used in the... Uh, to feed birds? To or? feed birds, basically, ah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so the millet we use, it's red prozo. If, yes, it's red prozo millet. Uh, and it's the exact same grain that you will find uh, in the mixed uh, grain for the birds. Uh, I mean, it's totally fine for human consumption. The problem is that it's really small. We say about a tenth of the size of uh, a size of uh, barley malt, okay. and it's about forty percent husk and sixty percent uh, like grain, basically. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So it's it's. I mean, if you, if you eat it like this, it's not it's not fun because it's mostly husk and it's it's not great. Right. Uh, if you compare it with barley, the husk represent maybe five to ten percent maybe a little bit less uh, of the grain and the rest is uh, yeah, it's okay. available to eat or brew for you. Ah, uh, okay. So for us we just we, we we just extract the sugar out of it so I mean it's not I mean we don't have to eat it this way. Uh, and corn obviously was already used in the brewing industry so we played a little bit with it. Mm -hmm. Don't want to put too much because then you can have a well, different problem on the brewing side. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was pretty close and say so if you want to do because our mindset when we start with the blonde was really we had a lot of those uh, comments from every, let's say everyday people that just want to drink uh, uh, like everyday beer. Right. So uh, they finish their I don't know golf game. They want to drink a beer, but they have celiac disease, so they either they go with cider or uh, wine or something else, or they drink I don't want to say crap, but they drink other gluten-free right. beer that was not great at the time. So that that was the the idea behind it. But from the start, uh, me, uh, David, and Julien, when we, we started the set, we said, oh, I'm fine with doing a blonde, but we're not going to be uh, only a blonde brewery. I mean, we're going to start with a blonde, and then we want to expand and do craft, I would say more crafty beer, if you want. Right. So the blonde was a millet and, uh, uh, millet and corn. Millet and corn, okay. Uh, so you get a little sweetness out of the millet, uh, a little tart, not yeah, uh, obviously not tart, sour, but yeah. you get some yeah. a little bit tart. Uh, we will, yeah. Yep. Some, yeah. Uh, we use a pretty neutral yeast. Uh, at the brewery, we have two two main yeasts. We have an American style for the IPA and kind of a more uh, English generic for all the other beers. Um, and we use hops just just enough. To, we don't. We didn't want. We make it just enough bitter so it's refreshing. But obviously, we didn't want me to be too bitter uh, at the start. But we don't want to be too light either. So I think we find just the right balance to right. keep it refreshing. Uh, a little zesty notes, uh, citrus a little bit. Not. I mean, obviously not overpowering, but just a little bit in there. So yeah, pretty. Uh, yeah, refreshing beer. Definitely refreshing. Yeah. What are the hops you guys use in this one? Uh, mostly Styrian Golding, okay, so and we will blend a little bit with uh, Willamette also, uh, a little bit in there, and we use a little bit of uh, uh, Tradition also. Okay. Are they all noble hops? Uh, tradition they? is Styrian, uh, it's kind of an hybrid if you want, right. Willamette off, is not. Off that general. Yeah. Willamette is not? No, it's no. mostly, it's an American hop, American, uh, okay. uh, pretty common, okay. and what we found out is that we will use Normally, we use uh, a lot of different hops in all the different receipts because obviously each, each crop each year, uh, the flavor profile is a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, so we're pretty, we don't, we, uh, we have n 
no no beers that we brew are, are focused only only one hops. If there's anything happened to the beer, we always have space to kind of play with the, the hops, so mm -hmm. we were fine. So the blonde is mostly like tradition, Styrian Golding, a little bit of Willamette, uh, and we have bittering hops that we just uh, yeah only use for bittering. Right, right. So we can play with it if the if if, if with each year if the crops is not the same, if the flavor profile is the same, we can shift a little bit from left to right to make sure the beer is stable and it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty, uh, yeah. Yeah, keep, no, keep, yeah, to keep it the same for the cost to the, the consumer, yeah. Definitely smart. Yeah, yeah, That's sick. No, I really enjoy this beer. It's, it's fantastic. Um, let's get into beer stories then. I don't know, whoever wants to start first, yeah. said, how did you get into beer? Like, yeah. Well, we can, I can start with my story. Yeah, go with yours. Yeah, it's pretty uh, different. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 it's pretty different. So my story, so uh, our story, so Julian and, and myself. Uh, so back in 2010, so we were friends, went to university together mm -hmm. we started uh, started another small company together just you know just for fun or just the idea of starting uh, you know our, our own company was was exciting uh, it was not like a huge success so we decided to give our uh, ourselves an, a second chance mm -hmm. and we had this crazy idea because Julian is uh, gluten it's sensitive it's not yeah. celiac but gluten oh, sensitive okay. um, and we had this crazy idea of like starting, starting our, our brewery, our brewery <laughs> even right. if we were not Brewers, uh, uh, which is pretty unique in our industry. Usually, it's on brewers, and then they more they, yeah, they, they exactly yeah. they start their breweries. So f uh, for us, it's, it was the opposite. So we had this really good idea. Today, we, we know that it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it was like a really good idea. Yeah, time, yeah. Uh, business opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, so we went to business school together. So we have this business background, background before too. having the like the beer background. Uh, so we uh, started to work on the business plan, everything. Uh, finding the money, um, uncles, parents, everything, uh, and then we found Gabriel. Uh, we, yeah. you know, I can definitely <laughs> we say, found like, each we, other. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we found him on Facebook uh, in um, in 2010. Yeah, uh, like we posted something like, "Oh, we're uh, two uh, random guys uh, <laughs> starting their like gluten-free brewery, and we don't know how to make make beer. beer. <laughs> so, do you want to join us, <laughs> please?" And then we uh, we met Gabriel. The only uh, brewer that we met and uh, yeah and then the, the meeting went really well so Gabriel started to uh, uh, make batches in his basement in Verdun yep. so we just we uh, came like every week um, yeah, tasting the, yeah. like the com different combination of grain mm -hmm. uh, so we didn't want to use uh, uh, sorghum like the other uh, gluten-free yeah. breweries back then sorghum so is a rice is that correct sorghum is uh, like an ancient grain from from I think it's closer to rice. Close yes. to rice. Close to rice. Okay. Yeah, I think. Um, and this, ta this uh, grain gives like this, really like particular taste, like it's kind of like medicinal yeah, or metallic. Yeah, yeah. Almost, yeah, tartaric. Um, little, yeah. So just like the idea of not using this grain was a, like a, a big thing for us, and yeah. it, it helped us like uh, different differentiating our, ourselves from like our, our competitors. Mm -hmm. So uh, it took roughly like a year. Um, and I mean, like we all, yeah. we uh, had already bought our, our our tanks, everything. The the brew was ready ready to go, and the, the like the recipe of the blonde was not even was not ready. Yet. So right. we had We're like getting we, close, but yeah, the stress level was getting high. So we won like yeah. we won some contests, like uh, like the the city level in Montreal, like, uh, like entrepreneur, 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 no entrepreneur, oh, yeah. like contests stuff like that with like no product no products to, to sample. <laughs> right. So they were, uh, cool. yeah, yeah. So they just, they trusted the, the, like the, the entrepreneurs and they knew that it was like a good idea. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, yeah, we launched the blonde in 2011. Yeah. Uh, first sales in July 2011. Actually, the last the last test batch was the first yeah. commercially available batch. Yeah. I mean, we were I would say maybe 80 to 8 to 90 percent close to what we want. Mm -hmm. And at some time, we had some difficulty. I mean, on the home brewer, uh, our the grain uh, the brewing process is a bit different than a traditional brewing uh, because of the grain size, the the, the kind of grain, and, and the the fact also it's an unmalted grain. Right. Um, so yeah, so we were getting close, but we had some limitation due to uh, the the equipment I have at home. Sure. So I said, yeah, at that point, we we'll just give it a try, brew uh, a thousand liter and say it's gonna, either it's gonna be a big failure yeah. or we're gonna yeah, do it. So yeah, yeah, it was yeah. the first batch was pretty yeah, stressful. That's tasted like cider for for like almost six months or, yeah. or, or like a, another type of beverage, but not right. beer. It was like really hard yeah. to get close to like a beery. Like to replicate that. Yeah, yeah. to replicate yeah. that. Uh, and then uh, and then your story maybe, Gabriel. So when you started brewing for us, it was like brewing sh like night, night shift. shift. For us and day shift at McCausland. Yeah. Oh, wow. uh, like sleeping at the brewery or <laughs> like yeah. on a chair. Something that is, you know, always been able to, uh, to survive. Do, uh, yeah, survive yeah. just by sleeping and not eating for like 12 hours without <laughs> noticing that yeah. he's like hungry. Just, and, yeah, no, that was. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I mean, I guess when you start any, brewery, any, any, any business or any brewery, I mean, you have to. Uh, our mindset at that point was just make it work. Yeah. Just like we, like I said, I mean, the first batch, the, the last test batch was the real batch. So yeah. we're just like, let's find it. It's always, I've, I've been, our mindset is, uh, let's find a way to make it work. And sometime, I mean, uh, we did some pretty crude, yeah. <laughs> pretty weird was, thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was like so exciting because we started like our, our Facebook page, I think like a year before we launched. Mm -hmm. So we already had like our, you know, people following us and like so exciting to finally have new products because it like mm -hmm. in this category, it's been like the same like beers or like coming from the same brewery for, I don't know, like 10 years before right. we, we arrived. So uh, people were just like desperately waiting for something yeah. new, new flavors. Um, so I think we were like pumped and so excited to launch our first, uh, our first beer. Right. And it went like really well from day one until uh, until today it's just it's never stopped and it's a uh, so yeah. yeah so that's the, sto that's the short uh, the short of, story, yeah. of the story and then if i can like continue a little bit uh, six months later we win the world Bear cup so uh, gold silver and bronze at the world Bear cup wow we had like the blonde the pale and the red uh, even if we were supposed to have the blonde only for two years we decided yeah, we to did. launch yeah. the, the pale and the red after three or four months uh, and then we sent these three beers to the World Beer Cup and swept the podium. That's and crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. So, we, mm. and then we started to get emails, phone calls from distributors across the states, in right. Europe, everywhere. So we started to export to the U.S. Um, six months uh, after that, in uh, New England, Massachusetts, Maine, Vermont, everything. Right. So it's pretty early on. Yeah. Right in the states. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And today we ship to 25 states. Um, Amazing. Across Canada, two sorts. Of How many countries? Uh, not uh, not that much, like only no. two or three. It's more difficult, like it's uh, in in uh, in Europe especially. It's been Be more bad, challenging. Yeah. Just the yeah. fact that we're not there to uh, yeah. to support distribution, and it's 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 right. you know it's at, at our at our level with the kind of product that we have, distribution is really important. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, we, no, we're not as successful as we thought we would be, but 
in North America, in Canada and US, it's just it's it's crazy, it's crazy and it's yeah. just yeah. better and better everywhere every every year. So it's uh, that's amazing. Yeah. So how did you get in Australia then? Unless I'm, I'm, I'm are you in Australia? Or yeah. My, my yeah, yeah. Are, no, right? we're in Australia. Okay. We shipped uh, uh, twice in Australia. I think in the last uh, twelve months. So uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to contain. They'd be very happy. Yeah, yeah. They reached out to us and they were interested. This, I mean, the fact that we have something really unique. Mm -hmm. uh, This is why you find Glutenberg in Australia or just like anywhere in the states, and you don't find. Well, there are other other reasons, but main reason why we find our beers and not I don't know like the other big Quebec or Canadian breweries is that we offer something like really unique in the niche market. So if you're in, I don't know, Oregon and you're looking for like a really good IPA, you have tons of really good IPAs that you can find locally, Mm -hmm. but you won't find, well, maybe Oregon is not a good example because you do find (laughs) good good. good beers today, (laughs) but let's say New York. Uh, So this is why we can sell there and maybe other like amazing breweries from Quebec that might Mm -hmm. not be, you know, able to have the same like success. Success. So it was like the best idea to start something we have less potential in our market because of the size of our category, but globally, it's globally, actually, yeah. yeah, globally it helps, it helps a lot. But uh, with that being said, our, our sales in Quebec are also like just really strong. Yeah, really, really, really strong. Every Depeneur, it's like one yeah. of the few beers you go to even the non-beer depths. Yeah, there's always like you guys, Unibrew. Yeah, yeah, even, yeah. But then all, no one, or maybe McClellan. Yeah, but yeah. It's so like Quebec is still our biggest market by far, uh, even if it's like. A small population compared to California, New York. Uh, so but per capita, it's by far the best, uh, our, our biggest market. Mm-hmm. That's so sick. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, should we go to the next one? Sure. Did we go to non-alcoholic? Next? Non-alcoholic? No, I yeah. like, wrap it up. Yeah, no, let's do the uh, non-alcoholic. I can maybe Lighter. introduce the product, uh, yes. why we decided to, uh, to launch uh, the non-alcoholic, and maybe Gabriel can talk about the liquid in, inside. Yes. Uh, so it's, this product is part of our you know, like a, big, like a bigger strategy that we have to, um, I, w- I wouldn't say target, but we, you know, we talk to um, uh, people who run, uh, you know, bicycle, bicycle, people who do a lot of sports, mm-hmm. they're active, uh, and we, we, uh, we found that, you know, these uh, customers, they, you know, they, 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 there's a fit between their lifestyle and the product that we make. Um, so uh, the non-alcoholic product fits in this new strategy mm-hmm. to target these people. So uh, we, uh, no, you can you you can sell products at the you know uh, uh, several races. Uh, uh, so it's like a good like a post sporting. Yeah, a good post sporting. Kind of, yeah. Even the blonde it used to be the blonde. Now it's the non-alcoholic right. because you are, you have all the, like the benefits of the the beer, the nutrients, but you don't have the alcohol. So it's a, right. so this product fits really well in this new strategy to target uh, uh, this uh, niche, uh, this specific consumer. Right. Uh, and it's uh, the, the, the gluten-free, uh, the, the non-alcoholic segment is just booming, it's growing. Uh, Another Bush launched uh, an yes. alcoholic beer, uh, I think two years ago. Uh, so we didn't want to miss this uh, opportunity to be part of the of the trend and being gluten free, people expected us to launch uh, you know like alcohol free beer. So we're like mm, like a sense. reference in the like the the free 
Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Free of bodily. Yeah, exactly. Alcohol. Yeah, that's probably the first thing people. I don't know. They ask, pretty early on. They associate us with, with, with the all not beer. Since we were doing gluten-free beer, they ask if we have like light beer, non-alcoholic, and so at first we didn't want to venture into like this avenue. But like David said, uh, it was probably the first thing—not the first, but the the, the the thing that people ask us the most. Like, oh, I like your beer, but do you have a non-alcoholic? And we said, well, why? A couple of the first years we were just like, no, 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 uh, and yeah, the idea grew up. Uh, when David uh, approached me with the, this idea, at first I was like, oh, it's going to be a boring project. Yeah. But then I kind of think into it and said, uh, as far as in the same thing as the, uh, we talked about the blonde earlier, I mean, in the in the technical standpoint, it's pretty difficult to do an non-alcoholic. Mm -hmm. And yeah, to be honest, I just really like to drink. <laughs> and at some point, I mean, I, like, I have a family also, and I, mean, I have some, I have to work. Responsibility. Yeah, yeah some yeah. responsibility. I still really like to drink, so I mean, I said, Oh, it does make sense. So, uh, yeah, we're working on, on this non-alcoholic, and we have also a couple other ideas on the non-alcoholic side also that we want to try. Cool. But uh, same mentality as we do with the other beers. I mean, we just don't don't we don't want it to be boring. I mean, we just right. want to... I know there is people that, uh, even myself, I mean, like I said, I mean, at some point, I'm just going to have to to stop drinking alcoholic beer. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty fun to have it. So... It's pretty difficult. Uh, the process we use is that we will do uh, what we can call a session beer, so really light alcoholic beer. Mm -hmm. We will remove the alcohol, uh, and yeah, we'll process it. After that, we will we will add hops after the uh, uh, the the, 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 the alcohol. I don't know how you say it in English, but the removal of alcohol. This is where we'll put the hops for okay. bitterness, obviously, uh, and for flavor, aroma. Right. Um, I was gonna say, it smells like a bag of hops, like a fresh bag of hops. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that was the first problem we have, is that it was too hoppy. I mean, it's technically not sure. that much of a problem, sure. but yeah. uh, as far as our objective was, it was too hoppy. Um, because um, when brewing an alcoholic beer, uh, like I mentioned with the blonde earlier, I mean, the easiest thing, Will, would have been to put a lot of hops and to make it a really uh, hop forward beer so it, it hide all the the, 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 the little, little problem that you can have with the beer yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is not what we want to where we want to go first uh, so we cut down a lot of time on the hops because I was just <laughs> I guess the brewers uh, mentality I was just putting too much hops always too right. much hops <laughs> so we got to cut it. down cut down cut down um, and yeah so the the the, the hopping schedule was a really uh, it was a kind of a difficulty right. uh, we were doing a lot of uh, traditional hopping if you want uh, and since the yeah uh, since the brewing is in two steps so we have the the brewing if you want and then the non-alcoholic brewing mm -hmm. uh, so the, the the brewing it's really just Pretty standard beer, so we brew a beer, really light in alcohol. We got all the the sugar and ingredients there. We will ferment it uh, as usual, and then we return the beer back into the brewing. And at that point, you can stop me wherever you want. <laughs> stop. <laughs> stop. And <laughs> uh, yeah, so we remo will remove the alcohol, and then we will add hops. Uh, the technique we use when we were adding hops, pretty in a standard uh, way. Mm -hmm. um, since there, there was no uh, second fermentation, mm -hmm. so you get a lot of this the green uh, herbal uh, characteristic yeah, of the hops. Basically the same thing as if when you chew hops, which is 
pretty disgusting. Yeah, I don't nice. know if you ever try. I have. It's not the it's not prettiest thing in the world. Yeah, it's, but it smells good. It smells yeah. good, but don't put it in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, you put this in your mouth. But just yeah, this, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, we had a lot of tweaks uh, in the... the, the the, the, the hopping schedule. Right. Uh, obviously, we have a centrifuge here at the brewery, so we have the chance to put a lot of hops and remove it remove pretty the, easy, yeah. easily. So, um, yeah, so we use Lemon Drop and uh, Cascade Ooh, also in nice. those apps. Yeah. I heard Lemon Drop recently. It seems like a perfect one. For yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's perfect without beer. We didn't want to go full, I would say, full American. Uh, yeah. When we're brainstorming, so uh, uh, the first idea was okay, let's put Centennial, let's put Simcoe, let's put like hardcore hops yeah uh, but then so yeah that's that's maybe not where we want to go first uh, if we think about I mean it's always a balance between what we or slash I want to do and yep. I mean what people want so we don't want to do only what people are, are asking us but at some point I mean we have we, we, we kind of have to obviously to sell the beer yeah and I mean some people uh, have a lot of demand so they, they, like David mentioned a lot of uh, sports related uh, people want to enjoy an non-alcoholic beer so we try to obviously you don't want to do a barrel age something after uh, <laughs> I don't know 200 kilometer of cycling or right. so uh, yeah something same thing like refreshing for this right. one so this is where we go first and like I mentioned we have other, other ones, yeah, other other ideas. ones uh, yeah. ideas uh, behind and uh, yeah lemon drop was just that perfect hybrid on uh, Kind of a good uh, aroma profile, a little citrusy, a little bit, mm -hmm. and not overpowering or piney or, or super aggressive. No, so it was just the, the in between. Yeah. We don't want to go all nobles. Uh, obviously, the blonde is pretty uh, there. So the, yeah. I th we play a little bit, but Cascade and Lemon Drop was like the perfect fit of yeah. just happy enough, fun enough, but not too like 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 IPA ish uh, yeah. kind of flavor profile. We want. So is this considered too hoppy for? Some people, because I mean, it does smell like a bag of hops. for me, it's yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I mean, no? it's we, we haven't heard that it was like the, too hot or too, too bitter. It's just it's, it's, it's not, not it's, bad. It's just like yeah, it's good flavors and it's yeah, it tastes great. Yeah, otherwise it's uh, I like mean it can beer. be just like non-alcoholic beer with with no hop. It would yeah. probably be. A little I think a lot of time nice. people are afraid. I don't say I don't want to say afraid, but I think people that uh, um, don't expect bitterness. Yeah. They, 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 they say, oh, it's going to be light, so they they're kind of go back on the bitterness. But I mean, yeah. as far as flavor, I mean, not not a lot of people are scared of flavor or aromas. I think it's, it's just it's just perfumey. It's just it's, nice to drink. Yeah, bitterness usually. Yeah, it's the, the more, I think the, 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 the feeling in the, um, in the aftertaste or, or if it's not pungent or aggressive, I think it's even yeah. if it, there's a... Which is the case with, uh, with this beer. Yeah. yeah so it's really aromatic, yeah, obviously, I mean, yeah. the hops are there. But uh, yeah, I think it's just yeah. pretty... Uh, yeah, thirst uh, quencher. Yeah, it is, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so interesting to me that people wanted this for, excuse me, after sporting events. That's yeah. something that never would have crossed my mind. That that's yeah. why, like, you, I understand you finish it, yeah, let's go for a beer, but it, like, is there a reason they want it not now? Is it like they have it halfway through a cycle? You know how they drive it right? No, no, they, they drink it after the. That's an after thing. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah, just because they don't want to get drunk, but thing. they want yeah. some flavor. Yeah, and you get some nutrients. I can, yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't. Oh, well, we're not specializing in there, but obviously remember, it's, it's yeah. more. I mean, it's fuller than, than water. I mean, it's not as refreshing for sure, but uh, yeah. you get the taste. Uh, you get some. I mean, there's some some sugar that's still in there for yeah, sure. Yeah, gives them that boost. You, yeah, get the, so. you get the carbs. You get, you know, a couple of things, but. But more than that, it's just like the fit. I think the, the like for our, our beers are they're all really light, easy to drink. So mm -hmm. it's there's always been like a good fit for people. You know, want mm -hmm. something refreshing, yeah. easy to drink. They mm -hmm. don't want to feel like 
bloated like or full yeah, exactly yeah. so it's always been like a natural fit mm -hmm. so even before like the non-alcoholic just the blonde <clears throat> was like a really good fit if you finish like your a race or something and you want like a beer or something refreshing but not like too heavy mm -hmm. it's always been like a yeah. perfect product so the non-alcoholic is just like yeah, yeah, yeah just a, an addition to and the, you know, we didn't have this in mind but uh, which is kind of a strange law I mean we have to put the uh, nutritional fact on all our beers mm -hmm. because when you want to identify yourself as gluten-free you have to also put the ingredients which is totally fine but you don't have to on a traditional beer I was gonna say, uh, yeah, this yeah the ingredients needs to be there and the uh, nutritional facts like sugars and everything, there, it's, yeah. everything is there sir. so the non-alcoholic which we didn't hint in too but it's super low in calorie yeah. so I guess some people just are into it also but yeah. I mean it was not the goal of the beer but What's hey, the calorie on it? This I is two hundred. Fifty nine or something. Oh wow! It's it's really really yeah, fifty nine. Like for health, yeah, fifty nine people. It's just it's right. perfect because they know what they they they, they drink, uh, the amount of calories, everything. Knowing that, like in the states, you don't even have to. But, but like, like the ABV on the can? Yeah. No, yeah. it's not. That's crazy, right? Yeah. Do you guys do that for when you import? I mean, export? Yeah. No, no. Yeah, yeah, we have to we keep the same, everything, yeah, same information. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because I guess you're still considered yeah, gluten-free uh, gluten out there, yeah. so there'd be yeah. different categorization. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do they, I mean, I guess that's the good thing about what you're doing is that you've got that brewery just behind us in there. Yeah. There's no barley comes anywhere near exactly. it. Exactly. No. So, so we have two no risk of contamination. Glutenberg is like a dedicated gluten free brewery, no yep. risk of yep. contamination. It's always mm -hmm. been the case. And then we have Ashlag, mm -hmm. uh, but it's in like in a separate uh, building. Well, not well, building, it's the same building. With walls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for like Norris so it's kind of literally right there. Yeah, right there. Right. We thought about it when we when we brainstormed yeah. the project, but uh, are, do we start like a traditional brewery with a gluten-free brand if you want? And the, the risk was uh, the risk is but too it, high. It wouldn't be us. like so risky because as as long as well, it's not like the like the milling room is probably yeah, the, like room the, is probably the, the place where it's more like risky to have contamination. But as long as it's like in a liquid form and it's it's pretty the yeah, tanks I mean, are the clean. CIPs are good yeah, enough to clean everything. It wouldn't be like so. Risky, but since right. we don't have um, um, certification stuff like that, it's mm -hmm. always been like a, uh, nothing comes in, nothing comes out. Exactly, Some, like this. Yeah, something we guarantee, even without like having certifications, we guarantee that it's always been gluten free. And yeah. I think like our customers, they trust us, so we don't have right. to like put like a big gluten free uh, logo on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They trust that the fact that it's it's always going to be. Say they, know what it they is. know that it's the only thing that we do. I think right. it's it's yeah. good for us. That's and sick. there's something really weird is that the the when you want to identify yourself as gluten free, <clears throat> you have to be under 20 pp. It's 20 20, 20 ppm. ppm. What does that mean? Uh, per, per, uh, per million. So you can have gluten in your beer. That's why the, uh, the, the some uh, some brewery like uh, Omission in the state will remove the gluten, yeah. but th oh, there will be somewhere between I don't know two yeah. or eighteen uh, ppm. But the problem is that people who are sensitive, uh, even if they don't, I mean, first they can. The first problem is that they might take a gluten-free product and they can still have a reaction. So yeah. that's pretty bad. I mean, you have an allergy or, or a sensitivity, you take a, a, a product and you still feel like crap. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a, that's It's not, not even labeled as gluten-free. Like it's labeled yeah. as gluten, uh, crafted to remove gluten <clears throat> or something yeah. like that. Also, so they can't take They can't guarantee yeah. that it's going to be gluten-free because it's, they cannot like detect the, yeah. the amount of... Uh, but they, they know that it's under 20 ppm, but right. is it like 19 or 5? Some or people will have reaction at, at zero. Some people will be okay until 10 or 15, yeah. I don't know. So it's kind of tricky to drink a product or eat a product, whatever, that you're not. Even if it's written on it, you're not sure you're going to be fine. Yeah. And also, uh, 
the sensitive uh, your uh, condition will get the more gluten you, you you get the worse the condition will get oh, yeah? so you can drink a beer that you don't have any reaction to it yeah. and after a couple of years your condition uh, might start to be a little bit worse hmm. so with all this in mind we said oh no we're just going to go like like no gluten yeah. no problems <laughs> and i mean why would you like take the the, the risk Right. And if you, it's not like we only had like one style, something like really boring. So we yeah. make like six, seven regular, regular styles right? depending yeah, on the market. The we have seasonal. And, yeah. So why would you, unless it's like a you know, like a problem of distribution, you can't find it in your market. Then you're gonna drink something else. But yeah. at the same price point, if it's available, there's no reason why, you know, you take the chance or yeah, take, take the chance a to, risk to or, drink yeah. something yeah. else when you're celiac or, or sensitive. No, I guess yeah. it's your health, right? You, yeah. right? It's it's a lot more serious than just enjoying a beer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. right? And on top of the five or six or six six or seven stars, we've yeah. got uh, yeah, yeah, a bunch of stuff going on here. <laughs> yeah. Fun stuff, yeah. That's something that we can uh, uh, taste. Uh, oh, we can track the assemblage. Uh, the assemblage before yeah. it goes. Yeah. 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 Same thing. Yeah. Let's do this. Well, yeah. Let's do it. Um, okay. so is this yeah. one? Yeah, that's what we this one. Yeah, assemblage. Okay, so tell us about this one. Four point six. So it's assemblage number two. Okay. Um, nice. So give it one more Yep. So that's uh, like we mentioned earlier. I mean, obviously we 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 concentrate, not concentrate, but we finish uh, your beer game. Oh. Come on, come on, man. It's not alcoholic. Yeah. So. <laughs> you can go crazy. Mm -hmm. I'll pour you some more if you like. <laughs> um, so the assemblage is, that, is it actually from these guys right behind us here? Yeah? Uh, good question. <laughs> I need to. Uh, some of them are. Some of them have been double filled. Okay. Uh, yeah. Don't have all the numbers by. But we. Yeah, but go ahead. No, no, no. Go. Yeah, we ventured into the. Like we mentioned, we don't want to go straight like only brewing blonde or only brewing light beer. So we did a lot of different styles, and we start uh, having fun with barrels a couple of years ago. Okay. Uh, we produced the uh, Imperial Sotolon which was uh, a beer we brewed with maple, uh, fenugreek, molasses, coffee, and we aged it in rum barrels. So this is where we start. At that point, we had a lot of barrels, uh, close to like 200. We okay. sell a lot, of, we sell maybe a third of it, we sell to other wow. breweries, and we had maybe 100, 120 barrels just for one beer. Right. Uh, so That's we did the Imperial Sotonon, which had like super, uh, really good review. When you guys yeah, had the big, big bottle, bottle yeah. Yeah. cage ones and stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 looks sick. So it was pretty good. Uh, so we emptied it, obviously, to produce the beer, and we did another beer, which was the uh, Soleron. So it was a fig, is it how you say <coughs> it in English? Yeah. Fig, yeah. yeah. So a beer made with figs. Uh, and uh, th uh, tea also. Nice. So we aged it in rum barrels also, so the same barrels. But after two, it was pretty old barrels, so we had to get rid of uh, of them all because uh, they cannot accept beer anymore. I mean, they were, they were yeah, leakings, yeah. uh, and obviously the flavor profile was was going off after the, after the, those two beers. Mm. So we, I mean, we we expand a lot here also. So we kind of a year that we don't experiment with barrels, and I think it's been two years that we are reintroducing barrels. Uh, pretty often. So we did assemblage one, which was a mix of uh, different barrels. And what we have here is assemblage two, Perfect. which is basically uh, a fourth, a quarter of it's a, a, kettle, a traditional kettle sour okay. that we brew. Uh, and then it's a different mix. Uh, we select different barrels. Uh, so some with uh, lacto, some with different uh, Britannomist strains. Yeah. So we select 
the barrels we want uh, and a small portion of it maybe a tenth is uh, beer aged with bread and fruit so we have mango pineapple and apricot so we just right. select the different barrels yeah just a little bit maybe i get a bit bit of that it's just a little bit okay i like so, that yeah. and it's a first because it's not even like a out in the market, so it's uh, well, this is not out yet. No, it's gonna no, be it's launched in uh, like a month or something oh, like that. Nice. Yeah, so um, yeah, Sambage Earn was uh, packaged ready if you want. Yep, so we packaged both at the, pretty much at the same time. Yeah. So we select what we had in mind was to brew, not brew, but uh, uh, age a lot of beers, yeah. and then we select some. Some we kept for later, uh, some was made into the one, others are made into the two, but the two, what we found is there's a lot more of, uh, there were more uh, rigid, rigid, little residual sugars right, right. Uh, and more bread into, into the, the, the barrels. So okay. we package it almost flat and we let it age in cans so the ah. bread can continue uh, producing flavors yeah. and we taste yeah, every night. And yeah. now it's pretty where we yeah, want it to be, so it's gonna be launched. In, I don't know when. This comes yeah. out in three weeks. Yeah, so three, four weeks. Around the time? Yeah, probably like yeah, so early September be, yeah. or yeah, right. August. Yeah, this is where I want it's it really to good. be. Yeah. I do a review thing whilst I always do this on the podcast, yeah. but okay. I take a photo with the beer. Yeah, cool to be in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jump in. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> Especially this is a good one because it's uh, fresh. I really like the can art too. I like that it's you nice. sort of done specialty stuff. I just said, do you want to talk about the can? Did you do that? No, no, but. You arranged for it? She works with a, like yeah. an artist, okay. like a local artist from, yes. uh, is it from, from a, Montreal? He's from, from Montreal, the first Lager, Montreal. You want it to be, oh, local. you yeah. want the package to represent um, what was in, in the inside, if you want, so something really unique uh, artistic. and artistic, if you want. So yeah. that's really yeah. our fun side, if not that we're the fun side, but I mean, more cr- like crafty, creative, yeah. experimental. Yeah, we, t- we still yeah. take the time to do stuff like that. And yeah, obviously our branding is pretty uh, straightforward on our traditional beard, but this one, we, we want it to be uh, yeah, kind of uh, um, a little bit uh, of a mystery also, so yeah. you don't, if you just see the can, you don't know exactly where you're going with it, so you have mm-hmm. to take the time, so we really like it. So it's really cool, really funky, it's so good. It? Yeah. yeah, It's so interesting, like, yeah. uh, once again, it's one of those ones where it's like, well, close your eyes or you could blind taste it. Is it, does it yeah. even taste like a gluten-free beer? No, like, no. I, I don't think so at all. That's why you it's guys It's the same with, like, the, the, the goes, it's it's pretty much the same thing. I think with, yeah. uh, like, the sour mm. styles, it's, it I don't know. hides the, yeah, the mouth. The yeah. anyway. I don't know, like, yeah. the mouthfeel is, is already, like, different in <clears> a <throat> malt-based beer, so yeah. I think it's... It's always been like easier for us to. Yeah. Um, well, we learn, we learned our, cool. our craft, if you want. Like I mentioned earlier, I mean, we're just going to do the best beer possible with the ingredients available. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there is some beer styles that we're probably never going to to to, to try or to go to. If I think, let's say, just uh, some uh, English Pil- style. Or Pilsner, maybe. Uh, yeah, Pilsner that's really malt focused, like that. Yeah. Uh, it's really a traditional Pilsner malt. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we don't have access to even if to we this use malt. like millet. Like Pilsner malt. We have access to, yeah. But it wouldn't taste like the same. Not exactly. Yeah. Some English style that's a really uh, English malt focus. We cannot do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, anything that is hoppy, sour, uh, wild, we have access to. I mean, we, we can work with hops, we yeah. can work with different kind of yeast. Right. Uh, obviously, we have a challenge also when it comes to yeast. Most yeast are produced on uh, gluten uh, media. So, there we don't have access to all the yeast. Right. Uh, but oh, okay. or what we'll do is that we'll uh, we'll bring yeast in our lab. We'll isolate the strain, 
propagated into gluten-free media and then we're good to go because right. uh, like we mentioned nothing comes in nothing comes out yeah. so even if it's small amount of, of gluten that is in the yeast even if you pro propagate it uh, we don't want to take any chance so, so we it's just a separate yeah so it's a separate sort of place in here it doesn't even go near the brewery type of thing yeah, yeah. so in the lab we so will just keep the yeast remove the not remove the gluten but propagate it uh, on a uh, gluten-free media mm -hmm. and then we're good to go so yeah for for this one uh, yeah we uh, we try with different uh, different strains and we uh, we we um, now do with this one. yeah experiment <coughs> it's really cool though, like just like if you're an actual celiac or gluten sensitive like you actually now have the, a similar choice oh, yeah. yeah like yeah. you can get a goza you can do like a sour yeah. yeah like I remember Pierre actually gave me one I haven't drank it yet for some reason but he gave me this one of the stouts from like two years ago yeah. bottle, yeah. it was a little bottle yeah Then I've been just like aging it but yeah, like that's phenomenal that you can literally go the whole spectrum of beer yeah. styles now you're not because it used to be that it was just that whatever and it's, I think it's more than that. that I think today we sell to a lot you know more people than just celiac or, celiac or yeah mm -hmm. especially especially in Quebec and Canada in the States it's a different story because the, the price point is not the same a little higher uh, yeah a little yeah, higher import, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but for like in Quebec or, or uh, yeah especially in Quebec I think we sell a lot more to, not I would say normal, but like the beer drinkers, traditional beer yeah. drinkers with like no need to drink gluten free beer. They, they just like, like what we do. It's yeah. uh, mm -hmm. you know it's reliable, not reliable, but they, you know they know that it's you know always going to be good product that they can find pretty much everywhere. It's good quality, mm -hmm. uh, consistent. Yeah, consistent. So it's uh, a lot of good reasons to buy our products, and yeah. it's uh, this is why the. the Sales are, have been like They're going crazy. Going, going mm -hmm. crazy and it's very cool. Yeah. Um, I've always admired as well that so you guys on top of the way that you sort of crafted a very you know taken something niche, which is usually how mm -hmm. things work nowadays. If you aim at everyone, you aim at nobody no, type exactly. of thing. So you yeah. kind of aimed at niche and then have been able to sort of expand from there. Mm -hmm. um, being that you're entrepreneurial and enterprising, I think that whole transbrew idea is genius as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, and then of course Oshlag. I don't want to go on too much on either because okay. I definitely want to do a separate thing. Okay. Yeah. On a podcast just on Oshlag. Yeah. But cool. do you want to just like speak to what those two businesses are that are sort of all yeah. that we yeah. talked about before that are all yeah. sort of tied in? But yeah. We run into some some I would say I mean, uh, as we were growing and uh, we were run into some problems as far as uh, distribution concerns. Mm -hmm. uh, and we start with an old like I guess like every brewery we had what was it uh, Vox? Uh, like trans yeah, trans transporter Volkswagen. Yeah, it was oh, yeah. pretty like, bad. It was bad. Westphalia, no, so like like well, almost a Westie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you bought your own truck, you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah so it's like just a small. Around, almost yeah. a West. I think it was yeah. the size of a West. Okay. Uh, but I mean, it was convert. I think into a delivery yeah. truck. It was. Um, we once was uh, our, our, our delivery guy was arrested because the, on the road because really? he was making yeah yeah. yeah uh, Denis, at that point, he told me after he said, "Why why are you coming back so late?" Because at the time we were just pretty much working all the time and he, were, he came back I think at like 10 o'clock huh? and said well I, I, I was stopped by the police because I was making too much noise oh yeah because <laughs> the truck was uh, yeah, yeah the truck was so bad and what we he, he started doing is that even if we were delivering uh, let's say to the store on the corner he was parking the truck maybe one block away because he didn't want to stop in front of the store. Just it was oh so good. Yeah, it was so bad. It was so bad. I didn't remember that. Yeah, at the end it was really bad. So he was taking the, the cases, oh, walking a little bit more, <sighs> just so nobody will yeah. see our trucks. What a nightmare. So obviously we, we buy a bigger truck and yeah. when it's, and it's just like the fact that Quebec is such a large territory. Yeah. So when you get to to uh, ship your products to delivery products to Gatineau or Quebec City or Sherbrooke and you have like only three 
30 cases in the truck yeah. it's, it gets like really expensive and yeah. it's the same same situation for like pretty much all of the, like the Quebec breweries yeah. when if yeah. you're in Saguenay or Quebec City you want to distribute in Montreal you have to take your truck drive all the way down to Montreal and and, 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 yeah, yeah. and then deliver to the clients and then go back home with like an empty truck so it's it gets really really expensive yeah. so we're like looking for a distributor so we um, mm. went to a, like a couple of like big Quebec breweries uh, and you know it just didn't work out so we decided to, to start our own company and we just mm -hmm. we found that a lot of breweries like uh, like us had, had the, the same, same issue yeah. so right. today uh, Transbrew uh, represent and distribute uh, more or less like 30, 30 breweries um, right. from uh, across the province. I mean, uh, we know that uh, usually w once, a st once a store starts selling, I mean, craft beer, they're probably going to sell all the breweries. Yeah. Right. So at that point, why not just? Exactly. So you, we just make like huge drops instead of just delivering like three cases. Uh, yeah. So it just uh, gets bigger and bigger. <clears throat> so when you start like a brewery, uh, Usually, it just it makes more sense to give your distribution and representation and focus on your operations yep. because it's already you know it's already like so challenging to uh, to manage your your brewery and your finance. So just yeah. you give your distribution and we take care of everything. Uh, so it's been like really really um, successful. So yeah. we started Transbu in 2013, um, and then Oshlag two years later, 2015. Mm -hmm. Jean-François was our uh, plant manager, something like that, yeah. I mean, uh, we, at Gutenberg. We wore many hats yeah, yeah, at the time. Hats. <laughs> but Jean-François, um, he has a, like a, he's a, like a master distiller, or yeah, you can say that. I think they're like the only one in Quebec. Right. I don't know if it's still the case, but it used to be. Um, so, you know, we always wanted to start this distillery. The whole like the craft distilling. Uh, was uh, was just like starting in the states and it was getting more and more popular, so we decided to start Ashlag uh, in order to uh, make craft spirits. Uh, and since we do grain to bottle uh, spirits, mm -hmm. um, one mean? of the few. So we basically <coughs> brew a beer and then we distill. Uh, oh, there's distill the yeah, instead of in, instead of of buying NGS, yeah. which is like a, a, a like Generally. ninety percent yeah. alcohol from Ontario. Mm -hmm. It's getting better, but a lot of the first, I don't want to talk specifically, but there's a lot of, uh, of a craft distillery in Quebec that start by buying their alcohol, mm -hmm. usually from Ontario, and bring it here, and then they will, let's say, macerate it with, with herbs and stuff like that, and then they will produce, let's say, a gin. Right. Uh, but same thing we, we do with Glutenberg. I mean, we had the same idea that we don't, at first the gluten-free beer was made with syrup. We yeah. want to go all grain, we want to go like the traditional way. Yeah, but it was like was way more expensive, more, more complicated, and, uh, expensive and challenging. And stuff, yeah. and was the same thing. We said, we're not going to buy alcohol and just kind of age it and sell it after that. We're just going yeah. to from scratch. So, yeah. yeah, and it's, it, yeah, it's huh. definitely more expensive, but that the, the taste is like, is, 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 yeah, it's way nicer yeah. and it's, uh, it's cleaner. So you get like a more like a genuine, product and okay. it's so it's it's still Just like more proud of it yeah exactly so it's um, so i think us and i think circa is always is also doing the same thing a few it's getting better uh, yeah, there are a couple yeah, of distillery yeah, a couple new distillery, ones yeah, yeah, i don't know exactly yeah. everyone but yeah at first it, you saw it's a it's a it's a new craft distillery in quebec and say oh okay and when you start researching say oh they're just buying alcohol from somewhere and they're right yeah. so i didn't know that was the thing yeah. interesting and right. it's and uh, so <clears> that being said the since we brew beers and then make spirits with uh, with it, 
uh, since we have like the same equipments, we decided to uh, make beers too. Uh, so today, like 90, I don't know, like 90, 95% of our business is, is uh, contract brewing. Right. So, yeah. yeah. A lot of good brands that you find at the, at the stores, uh, they, come, they come from Ashlag. So it's a really good business, good opportunity to a lot of... Uh, right, to, to help sort of yeah. upcoming brewers, give them a, an affordable... Chance to, yeah. Uh, yeah, to start your own brewery, if you, even if you don't have the, the money to... Uh, That's what I heard, yeah. To buy so the equipment. And then when speak. you're ready, you start your, uh, your own thing, or you just... Stay with us as long as you yeah. uh, as you I want. You guys are very good to work with. I forgot who it was. It might have been Simon from this bus. Was just yeah, like, Simon. You guys are just a pleasure to work with because you make it so easier on like, oh, maybe it's Overhot. Yeah. They love you guys. Yeah. They're fantastic cool. too. But just everyone speak out. I'm hearing it from multiple people. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, just make it so it's such a, an easy thing because it's a lot of stress. It's yeah. difficult. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, it's expensive. And, you know, apparently you guys are just making it very easy for people to do that. Why did you decide to do a contract brewery, not start a second? I know you got your Ashland brand, yeah. which is, yeah. you know, special bottles yeah. and stuff. Why uh, did you do it that way? I don't like the opportunity was uh, was there. Um, and we, we just we took it. I think we do that a lot. We see opportunities in the market. Uh, we want to size them, uh, so I think it's like the yeah, yeah the whole also, idea. But then we, you know, we we decided to make our own beers too. So Ashlag now we have two two beers in can. Do a lot of a lot of seasonal beers too. And it yeah. used to be like more like an experimental brewery. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> you, you probably see this uh, like these uh, black bottles. Yeah, the black bottles. Yeah, the black bottles. They're like in crazy imperial styles. Yeah, so yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, a lot of uh, crazy things. And uh, today we do uh, uh, a really good Keller beer and a Nano IPA. Okay. Uh, oh, what's that? Nano IPA, so it's like really low ABV IPA. Oh, okay. so I think it's like 2% IPA. Yeah, it's 2% yeah. IPA, yeah. yeah. In a can? Yeah, in a can. Yeah, in a can. So yeah, there's like a yellow can and the, the, the green can. Okay. Uh, distribu- distribution is just starting. It's been uh, around for a couple of months only. Okay. Uh, great products. So, uh, so. In January, I think the, the <clears throat> brewing capacity of Ashlag will pretty much be the same as, as Lutenberg, and we've been around for seven years. Uh, it's growing really fast. So when just like breweries are adding up, they're uh, you know coming with their demands and brewing capacity. Mm-hmm. So you just add breweries and breweries, and so it's growing really really fast. Right. Yeah. So I won't be surprised like in a year or two. MIBB. Probably be around yeah. fifty thousand hectoliters or something like that. So it's Jeez. gonna be yeah significant. Yeah, significant. Do you have the space to continue, or do you have to kind of buy? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well, <laughs> he never have enough space. No, this right? is That's probably a, gonna be like full of, of fermenters uh, couple down the road. One year from now, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's, we just have a lot of space that we can use around. So uh, this is like a hallway. Somewhat between Glutenberg and yeah, Schlag is at the far Tosbu end. Who is right the there? Front. Right there. And so then yeah, there's yeah, a right boxing there. boxing club, and then there's a Schlag. So you have to buy at the boxing club. Yeah, yeah that's gonna yeah. <laughs> that's gonna be, that's gonna be true. So guys, we're taking it. I'm sorry. It was a uh, warehouses here, uh, just a storage space, so it's pretty easy to to, yeah. to ask them. Convert. But yeah, oh, right, the boxing's a bit more complicated, and we don't want to get mad with those guys. Yeah. No, because so, no. <laughs> but the whole group now, we I think we use something like seventy five thousand. Yeah. Square feet. It's it's uh, it's, yeah, it's a lot of space. Yeah, and this is like uh, Gutenberg Transbrug and Aschlag mm-hmm. is now called Gutenberg Groups. It's a it's a holding, so it's a big family. Right. Uh, we'll, the top down. Yeah, okay. and uh, we recently merged with Vox Populi. So oh, Vox yes. Populi was like a, a client here at Aschlag. Mm-hmm. So we knew them really well. Uh, we uh, were brewing their beers, so we just like merged with them. 
made sense and part of the family so it's uh, we have four uh, like companies subsidiaries or yeah mm. now very in, cool in group yeah so it's uh, yeah. it's moving really fast but it's yeah uh, it's has exciting it, yeah yeah it's has, really it, cool. has it been difficult to keep up with the like yeah for sure yeah but like yeah. me and Jean-Francois we start pretty much uh, Jean-Francois started also at McCausland mm -hmm. and I mean we learn a lot at McCausland Brewery uh, especially on the quality side but also also on the production side right. uh, my main focus has always been on, on quality make sure everything is, is, is a one everything is perfect everything is great mm -hmm. but I also find a lot of fun in just making a lot of beer yeah. that's just fun <laughs> good, <right? laughs> so Chavasway is pretty much I have the same mindset I mean we never say no to opportunity or uh, like I mentioned I mean can can we do it no are we going to try it? Yes, for yeah. sure. I don't know how. We're just going to try it. Let's see what happens. So, same thing. I mean, we're always here running running for space, uh, but I mean, we're do our, doing our best uh, just to, to keep up with demands, uh, either yeah. on the Schlag side or yeah. Which is like not happening at all. No, but I mean, it's <laughs> but, just fun. Uh, yeah, but it's... Just uh, try and keep, yeah. And, and same thing, we had a meeting just before you and say, okay, when, when, are, uh, when can we launch our next seasonal? And the real answer is never. But the, the answer we had was ah, next month. <laughs> I don't know how we're gonna do it, but we're gonna find a way. So we want to keep it as interesting as possible, yeah, just right. to, to move along. The same thing with Ashlag. I think they have a lot of beer going there. Their major problem is that I don't know how much beer they're coming out of this brewery, but there's a, a lot of different skew. Mm -hmm. So uh, they just kind of go from okay, sour yeah. to IPAs to barley wines to different kind of yeah, stuff yeah. in there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. We, did, we did a podcast with uh, Renault and Sean. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Like 60 podcasts. It was a while ago. So that was the first time they were like pulling this out. We're drinking oh. from the barrels. Yeah. Cool. Um, but it was cool because they had the whole barrel section. Yeah. And like, yeah. This would have been at least year and a half ago okay. maybe more yeah. so I'm sure like this place has changed so oh, yeah. much oh, yeah, for sure. but I assume that's completely different now yeah. Right? Yeah. I think you've introduced a lot more brewery since then yeah. not, not that much uh, it's, I think it's pretty much the same uh, we have I well, think around like 10 10 clients yeah. not more just, oh, okay. yeah. so that, just they, kind of yeah because they're just they're growing too so we we just we can't accept new I was about to say yeah Can clients yeah, at the moment yeah. not right now if that's it no yeah. no only maybe in, well not maybe only in, in January when we'll have more capacity more space, yeah, yeah. More space. Uh, apparently it takes time to build a fermenter I don't know <laughs> why we cannot buy it in one week but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did it once actually the, we, a couple weeks ago we decided to we were in a stretch and we want a new fermenter and I don't know how we put it off but we decided to buy a fermenter on a Monday morning 8 o'clock and we pay it on the Monday afternoon and we receive it on a Friday. Right. <laughs> that was the only time that the yeah. fermenter was super fast. It's uh -huh. not, it's about six months to have a fermenter built. Really? So, oh, because yeah, they don't just have them sitting around? Sorry? They don't just have them like... It depends on the size. It depends on the size, yeah. Really on a smaller size, yes. Yeah. So if you want a small fermenter, you can have like some Chinese equipment somewhere in the US that you can have or even US made yeah. but uh, yeah I mean they don't build like uh, at Gutenberg the, the tanks are 10,000 or 20,000 liter obviously you don't have in stock so it always stay and, and we have some specification here the ceiling is pretty high but at Gutenberg we only have 18 feet 18 feet clearance mm -hmm. so you have to make the tank a little bit more Chubby, yeah. chubby. Why not? Uh, so chubby. it's not standard. So yeah, they, yeah, they're they pretty custom. Yeah. And I guess that place in Vancouver or what in DC, the NSI. Uh, the brewing, the brewing, uh, the brewing equipment uh, comes from NSI Newlands. Right. Newlands, uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah Newlands, uh, and uh, yeah, not the tanks because they're they're 
they focus, I, I don't know uh, exactly their business, but I think they focus on the brewing equipment because right. it's more complex to make. Uh, I speak, usually I always speak with them when I want new tanks, but they're, it's, it's maybe nine, 12 months sometime, just because oh. the tanks is maybe they put it on the, it's a smaller project than a full brew house with the right, tanks and stuff. So yeah, yeah, it takes a lot of time. So Jeez. we try and right now at the moment, we try to also uh, work with the Quebec company to uh, oh, keep it local. Nice. Yeah, so even we have, then it's six months. Sorry, even then it's still six yeah, months. Yeah, yeah it's just six months. Yeah, we just but it's maybe five and a half. I think we're gonna receive it. We buy tanks actually last weeks and uh, last week, and we're going to receive it. January and my birthday. Oh yeah! <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yes, happy birthday! I just you know, that day. Exactly on my birthday, so somewhere uh, mid December, we're gonna receive the tank. So okay, and then about a little less. Still, than they have months. to like gut the like if they did. I guess this is a whole project, but is there is it the plumbing and all the the drains and everything good to go? Yeah, yeah. yeah. At the moment, I think yeah. we have like enough room for I think three or four. Yeah, oh, cool. fermenters and then we're then we, we have to uh, then we bust actually each year we said yeah. oh we're gonna buy one and that's the last one after that yeah. we have to buy uh, to build uh, another fermentation room mm. and find place to squeeze mm. two more and so <laughs> that's that's the last one <clears throat> and then we're gonna find place yeah. to squeeze two more again we'll see but uh, yeah I mean it's good problems to have yeah yeah I always say you have some people that try to sell beer and some people that try to make beer I prefer like trying to make beer right uh, that's, that's that's a better problem yeah. we, much more fun yeah, yeah well uh, we and all have our you know like worries and, and problems and the yeah the beer's fresh that's for sure yeah, exactly. I mean, we don't I mean usually we have a huge uh, not huge we have a, a warehouse where all the beer are stored and it's pretty much empty <laughs> so yeah. we don't store any beer so that's a, that's a good problem yeah. right so I prefer flying this, yeah. out the door yeah. yeah I love it yeah, yeah, yeah. let's do the goes though yep yeah. and then we'll do the lightning round so Tell us about this bad boy. Uh, so the Goza, we, uh, I think it's the no. third year we make it. Three, five. Uh, uh, yeah, it's the third third year we have, I said third batch, but it's one not. One of the year. first uh, seasonal beer that we, uh, that we yeah. made. Oh, seasonal? Nice. Yeah, seasonal that we made. Yeah. And it's always been like so, so successful. Yeah. Uh, we sell it uh, in the States too. Okay. So across the States. The, the Goza and the Stout. So we uh, now have two seasonal beers in the state. Uh, in addition to our, our core line of products. And in Quebec and Canada, it, um, we make it once uh, in a year. So two batches, yeah. two batches two this batches, year, yeah. but yeah. Uh, only in summer. Yeah. We used to produce seasonal kind of all over the place, different bottle size, yeah. bottle shape. That, we have like a schedule. Yeah. Or this is when we start to say, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna focus ourselves. All the seasonal have the same kind of uh, same 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 branding if you want yeah and we've got to so try cool like the colors and like yeah the the color on top with the kind of way each each beer have a different pattern but mm -hmm. it's it's the same concept every beer like so people out. can found it yeah. Uh, and yeah usually we have uh, comments on oh where when are you going Oof. to make this beer again so it's like, well we don't know we do it when we have the time so yeah. the ghost was ready the first one so okay we're gonna try to make it every year mm -hmm. and uh, yeah that's pretty much it perfect let's see Oh no, like it's like, I thought it was like nearly two hours. Was it recording? Was it recording? Like, oh, recording. Sorry. We have to start all over. Alright guys, <laughs> wrapping up. That hasn't happened, so it's okay. Yeah. No, it hasn't happened. One time, no, the thing always records. One time we, um, we did it in Australia and we did it in like I say a garage like that and the two things were open and I didn't know 
the, the wind oh, just like, and the, all the waves were just like the, so we had to use the camera audio oh, and it was terrible so then we bought this little fluffy thing like a boom mic thing that okay. goes over it but now yeah that's only tells the worst it's ever been but for podcasts like touch wood it's always oh, been positive yeah, it's all, mm-hmm. these things are pretty handy yeah. um, let's get the photo if you guys are okay with that again mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you for being ridiculous <laughs> we appreciate that alright so what we're going to do, we're going to do the lightning round. Like I said, that's not very lightning. Um, you can answer as long as you like, whatever. Okay. Yep. Series of short questions. First one, guilty pleasure beer. So a beer you would be uh, embarrassed to admit to a fellow beer nerd that uh, you enjoy. Uh, Céline Dion, maybe? A beer? Oh, a beer. <laughs> a beer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she's come back. She's from uh, here. Oh, it's a drink. Uh, like maybe drinking uh, while listening to a Céline Dion. <laughs> drinking while listening <laughs> alone. Just anything. What would, what, would you, uh, what would you be drinking listening to Céline Dion? Um, I don't know. You know? <laughs> what should I like, drink with that? To pair with Céline? To pair with Céline? Oh, boy. Depend on your mood. Are you, Still like, alone in the dark? or? Uh, no, no. Usually it's... Uh, <laughs> Which album? <laughs> Well, that's a really good point because she has a great catalog. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's vast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. can so, go from so acceptable <laughs> to totally non-acceptable. <laughs> no, but guilty pleasure. Do you have one? Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty. Uh, not, 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 not a guilty pleasure that I will go to. But if I'm stuck somewhere and for any reason I have kind of uh, uh, almost a. Uh, um, Old time love for uh, Labat Fifty. Perfect. That, that's, that's kind of that's the. I will not go. I not go buy it just because I like it. But I mean, sometimes when, when a friend give it to me, I'm like, <clears throat> when I open the the, the three forty one, the eighty two bottle, I'm just kind of, oh, that reminds me of my <laughs> my, my young days. <laughs> yeah, that's my guy. That would be my go to if I go to a golf club, let's say, and there's like no good beers. Labat beer. I would say, oh, there's a fifty. I'm just going. Oh, so that's the other will be my guilty pleasure, I think. That's a good one. Maybe this cor- and Corona, maybe? That's mine. Corona, yeah. And no, that's not true, actually. My ultimate guilty pleasure is the uh, 21st Amendment. Uh, watermelon. Hell or high watermelon wheat. That's not really good. No, no. That's a craft. Yeah. yeah. But what you think is going to be embarrassing? Because for people that know me, I totally ate watermelon. That's oh, like, really? I ate this fruit. I will never, I make joke about, let's say we go to barbecue, people will serve watermelon. I will make joke to everybody that eat watermelon. And sometimes I just crack my hell or high watermelon wheat and people laugh at me. So that will be my guilty pleasure. Nice. That's amazing. Hey, can you get that? Where do you get that from? Uh, here we can. Uh, can right? Yeah, I just want to go to the state. Like, I bring yeah, a couple sure bags. I hide it for my wife. Can you get it anywhere, or is it just the West Coast? Mm. No, you can get it on the uh, East Coast yeah, some, now, like in New York. Some place in uh, Vermont, New York, yeah. I saw it. Uh, Maine, yeah. I think Maine, a couple of places, yeah. yeah. They're yeah, pretty the big. So I might try and get it then. Yeah. Because then you said it, and I'll... Yeah, that's actually... my new guilty Um The opposite, beer you would decline under any circumstances. I will decline. So you go to a barbecue, you didn't have your Hello High Water. And oh. someone's like, hey, do you want this? And you're like, do you have any water? Oh, oh that's a tricky one. Um, Labat Blue, maybe? Yeah, it's a bad deal. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's, yeah, that for sure. This, I, I, was, I had some kind of old, uh, I know there is some old Quebec craft brewery that have been shut down that still I can find on the shelf really oh, old really? and bad beer that I will no. never drink just be nice no? yeah no I'm not going there <laughs> don't make any no, I'm not going there uh, shut down like, yeah, yeah. No, no, and no, now they're working like for another <laughs> brewery <laughs> yeah, no. like, oh that's it yeah. really, it's over I used to say like when something's given to you you kind of don't 
decline it, decline yeah. it, but yeah. that's not right. Yeah, yeah, that that would be like the or, or the super high alcohol. It's just like thing, put like, salt and to, like tomato, yeah. tomato juice <laughs> in it. <laughs> What's the name of the really big called? beer? The, yeah, the, the bull ten or uh, I think Labatt oh. make like a super ten point one percent beer. Like those big, like nice. the, the forty ounce. Yeah, that, like that bottles. No, yeah. that's was that. Uh, is it Red Bull or Black Bull? Black Bull, maybe I don't know. Mm. Yeah, yeah those, bad. those. The malt liquor, like... Sounds delicious. Or the fruity one. Yeah, the... Talmad, tel- tel- is it? Oh, or yeah, like The tel- super mad. fruit, like, yeah. Yeah. sugary, fruity thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, like that, that's... That. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. Or the uh, strawberryita. The, oh, the, the Bud Light. The, the Bud Light. Yeah, the yeah. Lime is not bad. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. For, for what it is. <laughs> is that your guilty pleasure? <laughs> or... <laughs> I'm like, I guess I'm after this. It has to be. Oh, shalaka, right? Favorite beer style? Ah, even if it's like you go to I really like uh, Keller beers now that we make nice. one at Dashlag yeah. classic I mean, I, German yeah classic German I think it's it's getting like really trendy too but like I, I can't drink a lot of IPAs like in a row after one or two it's just enough but okay. when you go back to like blonde uh, easy to drink beers it's just you realize that it's uh, you know it's the thing that that's the way it should be, yeah. like yeah. simple and, and easy to drink. Well made. Yeah, yeah. well made. So yeah, Keller beer probably, yeah. I like that. Yeah, Berliner Weiss-ish. Yeah. yeah. And all the related uh, byproduct, if you want. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. probably the, my go-to or my, my, I always try to have couples uh, in the fridge, like nice. especially in, in summer. Yeah, mm-hmm. perfect. I mean, I always like Life. to say that, like, there's no like, yeah, what's your best beer? I mean, it's, it's all depends on the, on the winter. My, my, my taste change, obviously, in summer also. So just, yeah. I guess yeah. it's summer right now, so that counts. Yeah, I'm yeah. So pretty beer. lucky to work in a brewery, so I always so have a couple of, of beers at home, everything. so a little yeah. bit of everything, yeah. yeah. Uh, opposite, least favorite. Least so favorite beer styles? Beer styles. Doesn't mean you hate it, maybe? Black IPA. Black IPA, yes. Without the doubt, Black IPA. Sorry? Don't tell over hop. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I mean, uh, I think it's a. Uh, um, uh, I usually I don't say they're very hit or miss. Yeah, that, that, that's true. A really good black IPA, you really found it when it, when it's 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 completely perfect. I can I like I under I, I like it, but usually I think there's always something off with yeah. black IPA. But I mean, it's a tough style. At that point, it's just per, uh, preference. I mean, it's yeah, not it's tough. Tough. and this is almost his pre- complete preference. Yeah. So. Barley wine. My yeah, job. I know. Every big beer, you don't like it. Barley <laughs> wine. Oh my god. This <laughs> is, yeah, yeah this, <laughs> this no, is why even when like Sean and Renault were pulling this out and drinking barley wine from there, I was like, oh, it has to be barley wine. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun, but Jesus, guys. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Okay. This, is, this is so much. It's sweet no. and yeah. like, yeah. it's cool and like a little bit like what we have here. Like yeah, a little, little bit. Snifter and a bit. Yeah, yeah just fine. a couple yeah. ounces. Like, yeah. sure, but like, don't give me. No, no, no. Only, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 14%. Relax. Yeah. Um, desert Island beer. Stuck on a desert island. They're gonna deliver. Just you drink the same thing. Same thing over and for over. For the rest of your life. The rest of your life, but they're gonna give it to you. Perfect temperature. Perfect serving. Do I have to say Gutenberg beer or? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I mean, you uh, should, but yeah. you have to. No, it goes. Uh, I mean, it's probably be good actually. So yeah, it's good. Uh, I would say, um, yeah, like I said, any Berliner Weiss, really well yep. made. Uh, I like the um, how's it called the uh, Kleinweiss from Le Castal, I think is it called? Oh, yeah, I think I've seen that around. Drank it. Uh, this one I really like it. The Berliner? Uh, sorry. It's a Berliner. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Or kind of a nibrid. Something like little that. Little tartle. Sorry, I really okay. liked it. Nice. I like the ghost a lot. So I will, from us, I will say if I have to be stuck 
on a if you, we say desert island, that means it's hot. It's hot. <laughs> so I will go with something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe yeah. something made by uh, Ill Farmstead, like something. Yeah, like they do low, some. Like yeah, low ABV, yeah. like refreshing, citrusy. It's something like, I would drink, yeah. like like the author or like yeah, one of the, like the farmhouse kind of things. Yeah. And, sort of like just chill like yeah. four and a half exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm watching that a lot. that's a good one yeah. that's a really good one actually that would be painful though <laughs> I mean yeah. to know all those beers and only have access to one but yeah. at least yeah. that's true right well, that's, uh, <laughs> these are the difficult questions uh, <laughs> the problem is not to be stuck on a desert island it's just to drink one be, beer that's, that's, that's the main problem <laughs> I don't care about being stuck I like to ask that question sure. like to friends usually um, and I ask like what's the like the like the type of like cereal you would Eat, like for the rest of your life, <laughs> you always get like interesting. Like, answers, interesting. Right? <laughs> what is yeah. uh, loops? Like, I, w- I don't know. I would probably say my initial would be. I was gonna say like maybe Jutsu from Bellwoods, like their pale ale, because it's like I like sort of the haze. Uh, you yeah. guys were sort yeah. of joking about that before, but I kind of like that flavor profile, like the yeah, tropical yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. But then I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna be refreshing enough. It might still be too like too much to it. Mm. And then you're stuck be, with it. And then you're stuck with it. Yeah. I mean, it still tastes good. No, no, that's not refrigerated. So I'm sure it'll still be fine, but like it's say, or something like like this type of thing. Um, beer trend predictions. So what do you guys think is it's going to be? Going next? Ooh, what's going next? Yeah. Well, next? Yeah. I'd actually almost be to tweak it for you guys, like a normal one. But also, what do you think is going to happen in the gluten-free world? Because you guys yeah. have a very, yeah. you guys are essentially like leading the charge with that. Yeah. So yeah. whatever you say is what's going to happen. Really? It's always a tricky question to to. For, we always try to forecast ourselves yeah. where where the industry yeah. is going to be, what the market's going to be. I mean, it's always hit or miss. Yeah. As far as glutenberg or, or gluten freeze, um, hey, that's kind of tricky. I mean, either or you can do like a normal one. Yeah. yeah. Normal one, it's definitely well, definitely it's like lagers, light. Like but it's pills, been a while. Yeah. It's been yeah, a while to talk yeah. about the lager exactly. coming back. It's slowly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's a. I mean, that's that's a. I think there might be some production problem as far I, I think. Like I don't, distribution, I, freshness. Yeah, and, yeah. I think some breweries yeah. don't have the space or capacity to just produce good lager yeah. year long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's why it's taking time. But uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's going slowly to get there as far uh, as brewery goes bigger and bigger. I think they will save space to brew good lager. Obviously, you don't yeah. want to rush uh, lager when you're doing it. So yeah. it might go there. Uh, Pilsner-ish and different yeah. kind of beer, yeah. As far as we as, do, yeah. As far as gluten-free products, it's yeah. I guess like different type of of blonde. I, yeah, I guess no. we can do other types of you know lagers and. Uh, but we've been talking but about. We've been like, talking about lager. Yeah, we want to do like yeah. Those, uh, yeah. different type of yeah. lagers. Is it possible? Yeah. 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 But it we just have access it takes to, time yeah. and it. Well, for us, it's yeah. the exact problem. We think about it for quite a while, but yeah. it's it's only a matter of uh, we don't have the production capacity to yeah. uh, to do a good log uh, loggering. It's an extra couple of weeks, right? And yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, and it's uh, cold. Yeah, you have to ferment it cold, yeah. right? Yeah. In a cold room. Yeah, as far as the fermentation is a little bit slower than uh, ale production, but uh, yeah, you want to have a good loggering at the end to get rid of all the the sulfur and yeah. the, the, to make it like super crisp and stuff. Yeah, so I haven't seen it like in the in the market like a, a gluten free log. Yeah. I don't think uh, is it Red Bridge a lager? I don't know. It's just a weird beer. Is it a beer? <laughs> is it, is it a beer? <laughs> is it, is it a beer? No, no. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, favorite up and coming breweries. So do you have like any maybe friends or anything you've sort of tried recently that's kind of pretty new and you know you see them doing big things? 
and coming breweries. Yeah, hey, that's uh, I really like uh, Matera. Uh, yes, yeah, Olivier. yeah, yeah, Matera. I really like what they do. Their branding, it's fine. It's you know, it's uh, no, I really like them. What they do, quality of the product, but also like the branding. What they're gonna do with the like the barrel, um, their barrel, yeah, the barrel, barrel program. I heard some so, crazy stuff about yeah. what they did with coffee or something. Yeah, yeah. Some stuff with coffee yeah. and then they aged, aged the coffee, the coffee yeah, roasted yeah, it, yeah. and then made beer yeah. and then put the, yeah. co- the beer back in the cheese. Yeah. So, like, yeah. nice people. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's important like, yeah. have, like, good entrepreneurs be behind the, the brand. Uh, yeah. So, it's, uh, yeah, would Great be my, my, my choice in Quebec. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Like, fast like this, yeah, I would, I would say the same mm-hmm. thing, actually. Yeah. Yep. That's Shout out to Olivier. I love it. Yep. Um, favorite beer city, destination, or country? So somewhere you like to go. For oh, I like Portland. <laughs> I like Portland. Portland, uh, Portland, Portland Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. That was great. That was a great place. Uh, Chicago for me. Yeah, Chicago is yeah. one. Yes. Yeah. You find like good beer everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere you go, any restaurant, bars everywhere. It's a good, good drinking city. It's a good one. Did oh, you yeah. go to Binnings? The Binnings, liquor store? yeah, the liquor store. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, they buy them. They've been buying our beers for really? yeah. years. Nice. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. They got the whole yeah. cup there. I just never seen anything like that. I was like, I went in 2012. It okay. Like I just, yeah. it was good. I was about a year yeah, deep in beer. I just never seen anything of that volume before. Right, I was yeah. like, it's par- like paralyzing. I never know where to start. Like, yeah. It's yeah. too much. It's yeah, it's a way where is too much, yeah. Yeah, right? Um, underrated style brewery city or country so just sort of something like an area or maybe like you know a beer itself that uh, yeah. needs more props underrated uh, good under I think the, the, the pale ale in general like mm-hmm. is underrated I mean yeah. it's been yeah. overshadowed mm-hmm. by I mean the super hoppy IPA are great but yeah. I think just a, a well balanced well made like pale ale is a if you yeah under uh, underrated probably the the best term to do it as far as brewery well, it can be doesn't have to be all of them just yeah, something, yeah. something that you feel is underrated underrated that, that, that counts good question so is it like an area that you've been to that's like yo the beer was sick but no one talked about it yeah. like Idaho or something like so something random yeah recently I went obviously I just went recently I was more in a northeast so it's not. It's, it's probably yeah, it's, the. It's, very it's maybe a little <laughs> bit on the opposite. Don't say, Ver, don't say Vermont because it's not like no, it's, underrated. It's, it's a little bit maybe sweats. over. Yeah. Re- not not everything, but uh, it's well deserved. But some some sometimes it might be overrated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good question. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what is under? I, I think I think uh, as a general idea, usually we uh, we get rid of the the classic yeah. uh, for novelty. Uh, I went back to uh, recently to like a couple of uh, Allagash beer that I remember mm, that uh, nice. I went through and I was say we never talk about those guys but a couple of those beer was pretty nice uh, and yeah I try to I really like novelty or uh, seasonals but uh, yeah I think the the uh, good old classic if you want is might be underrated uh, as general mm-hmm. uh, I mean as a brewer myself I really like to do that new uh, barrel age blend with fresh beer age on whatever mm-hmm. uh, but yeah just produce for let's say 5 10 15 years the same uh, sharp uh, great beer uh, that's another challenge and I think yeah sometimes we kind of get rid of the classic yeah uh, so I try to kind of have a mix of uh, mix of both going back to mm-hmm. 
oh, what does that beer taste like now? Maybe sometimes it's been the two years I haven't drank it. Gotta give it a shot. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes you say, oh, yeah, that's because the the product haven't evolved or it's stuck in the past or sometimes it's just, yeah, why did I forget about this yeah. beer? So, yeah. don't have anything in particular, but yeah, sometimes we get rid of the classic pretty too quickly. Maybe. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. You agree? I agree. Bam. Uh, best beer you ever drank in your life? Oh. So it doesn't, like, sometimes it's like situational. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. Could, it you know, sometimes it could have just been a Budweiser after a really good experience. Yeah. Or something like, yeah, I remember the beer that I had with my uh, BC agent, Ben, uh, he opened this, uh, it's a brewery from Oregon, it's called uh, Sahati. Okay. And the, 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 the beer, yeah. so is it like uh, filtered on... Uh, oh, the Sati? Yeah, Sati. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the process is to, uh, I mean, it, it used to be an emptied uh, tree, but uh, yeah, you will uh, filter like the beer on spruce. Um, on, uh, no. Yeah, spruce. Spruce. Uh, spruce, yeah. uh, it's tips. not leaf, tips, tips yeah. yeah. So you will create a bed <clears throat> and you will run the word through it mm -hmm. uh, and you collect it at the end and you will ferment it. Yeah. Yes. So it's. Uh, I can't remember the name of the brewery, but it's a really like small brewery out of uh, Oregon. Yeah. And that was the one? Nice. Yeah. yeah. I think, as far as uh, experience, uh, uh, I think it was when I went to uh, Cascade Brewing Company in Portland. Nice. Uh, just because I, I heard so much about it and when you finally get there and usually you finally get there and it's you're like, oh, you're a little bit off yeah, that yeah. was not but uh, yeah it was just a great experience the the people I was with the uh, the mood of the place and yeah the beer was just it's like phenomenal. I was in a, in a sour mood so when you're in sour mood and they're just a lot <laughs> you feel it the next morning but I mean uh, yeah it was just a super sour uh, <laughs> Data. That was a great experience, I think. Yeah, that's sick. I love that. Sorry to say, like best beer, but uh, oh, no, I remember this experience uh, pretty counts. clearly. Yeah. Um, then a little different, slightly different favorite beer of all time. So maybe like a classic that is sort of like got a soft spot for favorite beer of all time. Good question. Yeah. I don't think it's the best, but as far as favorite, yeah, favorite it's probably the emotionally favorite. the um, North North Coast uh, old Rasputin. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think it's just. I don't think I, stout, I, right? Yeah, it's an yeah. imperial stout, yeah, yeah. and it's not the best imperial stout, but it's one of the first. It's probably the first imperial stout I drink right. that was worth it. I think, and even this weekend, no, two weekends ago, I just saw a couple of, of, of beer, and I just brought them home. Uh, it's kind of uh, yeah, emotionally attached yeah. to this beer. Uh, it's my first imperial stout, which is a style that I really love. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the, the, I just keep on going to it. Mm -hmm. And when I first started to own brew, I was, it's pretty where, it's the style of beer that I uh, dial my, uh, my own brewing experience to. So I was drinking North Coast Old Rasputin, trying to make the same beer and mm -hmm. going almost to the toe. Like. So that, that's probably my, uh, mm -hmm. the beer I'm most attached to. That's a good one. Peche Mortel maybe? Nice. Yeah. 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 Same in the same. Like, when we talk about classic, we yeah, yeah, get, yeah, same yeah, thing. Classic, yeah. it's yeah. on the local tip. Yeah, yeah. 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 love yeah. it. Uh, first beer you ever brewed, so I guess that would be. <laughs> oh no, no, you yeah, brewed? yeah, yeah. Uh, it was called. That's uh, the best uh, question yeah. of the yeah. show. So it was, yeah. So actually, it was called uh, Blanche de Nilon. Uh, yeah. Well, it's gonna be hard to uh, to translate, but uh, so Julian, my partner, and I, mm -hmm. when we decided to start this brewery, we just like we bought a like a home brewing system, but it Whoa. was like a, not even like a system, and we use a. Uh, Wow, man, it's like a... Uh, it's um, what's a hot bag. Hot bag? Hot ba yeah. yeah. 
that looks like look like a, like a like a pantyhose. Yeah, yeah. pantyhose, and it yeah. just it burned. Like, yeah, they. Uh, at I the was. Bottom of the, yeah. the, we just met maybe a couple of weeks before, and they really want to brew like right now. So I didn't have time to go with them to brew. So I said, just tell us what to do. Yeah. So I give them a couple of tips on what to buy, mm -hmm. and I say you're gonna have you're gonna need a big burner. And say, oh yeah, we're good. We have a camping burner. So in, in my head, I had those like uh, uh, like, a like the big corn plates. style mm -hmm. big burner that, that I used to to use on umbring. Yeah. But they have just that really small camping burner <laughs> and this bag. I say, oh, if you don't have any like false bottom, you can have a bag. Uh, I mill the grain at home, bring them the grain, and I had to go back and forth, I think, because I was working in McCausland, and I was right, speaking on the phone with them anyway. Went so, so, yeah, so bad. Yeah, we, I tried to explain to them, like, quickly how to brew a beer in, like, 15 yeah. minutes. The only then, batch that I brewed. This one, they never get And, uh, yeah, I know the bag, it said, oh, is it, they called me and said, is it normal? It smelled, like, really bad. I mean, I mean, it's new aromas, it's new uh, flavor, but I mean, it like really bad. It's a burned plastic, man, that's not, that's not fine, that's yeah. not fine. Uh, and yeah, they just... Um, they just let it, let Gabriel brew. Yeah, they ferment it, and it was just like a weird, white, muddy, yeah. and it never really ferment. No. No. So it was yeah. That was funny. That's yeah. when you. That's, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. That's a great. One. That's why. That's why I decide to, to yeah. work with David and Jesse. I can like, get this guy brew beer. That's <laughs> not. Yeah, they're gonna like they're gonna ruin like <laughs> gonna ruin everything. The industry. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the industry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. The first batch of beer, uh, beer I brew, I brew. I think three batch at the same time. That's how I was like uh, when oh I God. first start. Uh, because I used to be, I used to work with children mm -hmm. uh, that had the children with special needs and. After a couple of years, I was, oh, I was, I wouldn't say fed up, but I was too tired. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to be that guy that was fed up. And since you work with, with children, I didn't want to be just, uh, yeah, just tired and, uh, and not uh, doing my intervention properly. So I decided right. to, I joke a couple of times to take my retreat. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I decided to switch and I said, okay, what are we going to do now? I said, I'm going to be a brewer. So I didn't have any experience. I enjoy craft beer. I mean, a bit. No, not even like a super craft beer enthusiast. I just like to different flavor profiles. And I said, yeah, I'm gonna be a brewer. So I did some research, and I was learning stuff and brewing. Maybe the couple of days after, if I learn uh, uh, the effect of, of temperature on yeast fermentation, so I will try. I didn't really even want to brew good beer. I just wanted to test what the temperature will, how temperature will affect the yeast fermentation. So I was right, doing right. the trial and errors. Mm -hmm. And the first, the three first batch I brewed was a kind of a red-ish ale, um, a pale ale, and a kind of a Belgian wit. All three was, at the time I thought it was really bad, but I mean, okay. And all my friends, all my family said it was so good, and I said, Either you don't know what you're talking about, or you're just saying this to please yeah. me. But yeah. this is not great. I mean, it's <clears throat> muddy. It's uh, undercarbonated. It's 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 oxidized. It's not good. But uh, yeah, I remember those three batches. Uh, I used to to ferment in my uh, living room, and yeah. my girlfriend liked to joke because we were coming back from let's say the pub or something, and I will I will just sit in front of my carboy. And I will sleep there <laughs> because I was falling asleep. So I was looking like the yeast fermentation and stuff, and I was just falling asleep in front of my car, first car boy. So yeah, you can't sleep. you can't sleep like anywhere. yeah. I don't have to sleep. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. That's yeah, safe. That saved the business. I think a couple yeah. of times. Oh yeah.
Yeah. Lucky. I can't do that. I'm always no. jealous of people who can just like, oh yeah, yeah. sleep like that. The anyway. worst time was 28. That's my uh, all times. I would say great or worst. 28 hours. 28, 28 hours straight of brewing. But it was not working for us at the time. No, it was not working for us at the time. No, it's Because we, we, we don't accept that. We don't accept that. We don't. No, no, no. That was his own decision. It has nothing to do with gluten. By myself, nothing. Or any of its subsidiaries. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I signed all the papers yeah. before. <laughs> uh, uh, death row beer slash meal pairing. So final beer oh. and a meal pairing. So you can get a bit fancy with this one. Oh my God. I'll go complete opposite uh, of you with your barley wine. I will say cigar and barley wine. Ooh. That's my. Uh, no, you don't want food. Just cigar. And yeah, I'm. It's death row. Okay. I don't yeah, care. Like, he's never hungry. I don't care. Um, that's one of the the little end of uh, end of night uh, fun. I that I like a bit. Just a couple ounces of. Uh, I, I like some dessert beer sometimes. Mm -hmm. So just big bold barley wine. Nice. Small cigars. That's like my. Uh, if it's to, if it's to be the death row, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah that'll send no you need for food. <laughs> yeah. You what will be? I don't what know. would it be? I know it's a tough one. People that maybe like a barley wine too. Then it's gonna like, it's gonna kill me before like, <laughs> <laughs> before the electric chair or something just like that. Six barley wine. Yeah, six barley wine. Just, just kill I'm me. Fine me to go. Yeah, no <laughs> food, no food. Yeah. It's barley wine. Yeah. Maybe some like off seafood. Maybe like a straw with that. I like I like that. I'm, I'm gonna take that. Okay. Um, favorite and least favorite style to brew. So I'm not sure. Oh, to brew. Um, yeah, that's um, a ah, good question. Uh, favorite, but I mean, I mean, IPAs, double IPAs are probably the, the, the funniest, not the funniest, but the, the best to brew because I mean, you just put a lot of stuff in there, so yeah, it's a little bit more active. Um, the one I like the least, um, they maybe the most annoying. Yeah, uh, but it, it, it used to be the, how you call it, uh, the Gutenberg 8. We had a product which was called the Gutenberg 8 because it had eight ingredients in it. Eight grains. Eight, eight, eight grains or eight gluten-free ingredients, I don't remember. But we use uh, we use manioc, which is kind of a tapioca, basically. Okay. Oh, well, That's anyway. sticky. It was so much sticky, it took about five to six hours just to get 500 liters out of it. And it was so sticky that I could uh, take the wort and just play with it with my hands, and it was just create kind of a, mm. like a like yeah, and it was just like super yeah. pain. So that that was the worst to brew. We brew it maybe <clears throat> for a year. Yeah. Uh, that was terrible to brew. And stuff oh, that. Uh -oh. I thought I put it on. Sorry. Hey, have hate though. I know. So uh, yeah, that counts. Uh, worst beer you've ever made. So I guess we have yours already. Yeah, which yeah. is your first. Yeah, my first yeah. and only. I know. Uh, Do you have a worst? Yeah, the first gluten free beer I made. The first gluten free. Yeah, terrible. it was bad. Yeah. It yeah. was not as bad as the, no, no. as is, but uh, okay. yeah, no, it was it was pretty good at first. I mean, I'm trying to figure it out, right? Yeah, when we find uh, when we met each other, he said, "Oh, we're gonna start a gluten-free brewery," and said, "Okay, what's <clears> the first head? <throat> what's gluten?" And he told me, "Oh, you cannot use barley." Mm -hmm. I said, "Okay, fine, I'll do a wheat beer." He told me, "You cannot use you wheat. wheat," so I said, "Fine, I'll do uh, a, rye. a rye beer." <laughs> said, "You cannot use rye." I said, "Okay, can I use oat?" He said, "Oat is gluten-free, but it's not accepted in gluten-free products." I go, "What's left?" <laughs> so we tried all the grains uh, and some at first we try uh, one, uh, one grain only to see what the potential of the grain, grain was yeah. yeah it was not bad but it was, it was just not like bad that some more uh, yeah the all corn beer was just the most boring thing in the world mm -hmm. right. uh, it was not bad but uh, yeah all uh, 
Yeah, a couple of green. Old corn was not great. Um, like Budweiser, I guess. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, what music do you listen to when you brew? Oh, do you, do you still brew? <laughs> do I still brew? Uh, less and less. Uh, but I, I, when I brew, I usually listen to podcasts, actually. Nice. So, but I used to, when I was working night shift, I was making playlists. And that's back when I was working at McCallson. And they brew, I think back in the days, they brew, we start a batch every three hours. Damn. And we had to be on time. So, and everything is mostly uh, automatic. So they will do a sequence of different uh, word movement. And then you have to be ready at a certain place because you put the beer in the fermenter, I'd say. So I used to, I put playlist. Uh, the song itself didn't really matter. It was most about the timing. Keeping the timing. So I know that when that song uh, was about to finish, I need to be there before the song finished because something will happen and I have to do something. That's so I have, to, I have to move on, on this. But Pretty mostly clever. I will use yeah. to uh, on podcasts. Like uh-huh. beer, usually beer podcasts to right. kind of keep, get the, keep me in the mood. Mm-hmm. Usually okay. what I listen to. What are some of the best ones then? We talked about Session just before, which yeah. I just started listening to today. Uh, back in the days, I, li- I listened mostly to uh, what the Brewing Network did. So they have like 10 different ones. Yeah, now they have 10. Back there, they have the Sunday Session, they had one with the... Um, they would call brewing with styles. So okay. they will like interview the, someone. Let's say they do an English pale ale. So they will call an English brewers uh, with the classic like pale ale that everybody know. And they will kind of. I think they. I think they will even give the receipt or do a, a clone something like that. Okay. So I like to do this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't brew anymore, but uh, okay, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to keep touch or or this or just. Uh, uh, usually I don't listen to new music I just put like my old teenage music so I don't I listen to the tune so much that I don't really pay yeah, attention to it and well. just put on autopilot and I just right. go under yeah okay I like that yeah um, what's your favorite hop good oh, question that's hard I like Citral even if it's, it's is it like one. overrated but it's uh, no I think so that's no. a guilty pleasure a guilty yeah. pleasure yeah. Yes. I like, like you can't go yeah. wrong if you make a beer with citron it's bad yeah. Yeah. I had a uh, Vox Populi uh, Citra IPA uh, the single hop yeah. yeah yeah just perfect for me yeah yeah, yeah it's a great hop yeah. yeah I like Citra and I like the old English uh, East Kent Golding uh, Ooh, okay. I think it's uh, un- nice. like underrated uh, but I mean obviously it's it's, it's for certain style, but I like the kind of uh, earthiness, spiciness of the hops. Mm-hmm. I think it's the uh, same thing. Remind me of a lot of uh, a lot of stuff. And mm-hmm. as far as underrated, the uh, the Cascade hops also, I think it's yeah. uh, underused hops. Probably now, they weren't for a while, but I think it probably it's time for them to yeah. get popular again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the tra- in maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Cascade and um, And the last one, which someone only told me last episode was, what does your family think of the job? Of what you guys do. Oh god! Being that you sort of here so long, I mean, entrepreneurs, you've been. Working I don't think I'm allowed to answer to this. No? Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, no my my uh, my two child love it. Actually, we brew at home, so they really like it. Uh, honestly, it's. I mean, uh, what I like about uh, the brewery or beer in general is that's a it's a. It's a living product, mm-hmm. so it's not like I say you're doing socks. I mean, at the end of the day, you can let one sock here, and it doesn't really matter. It's yeah. gonna be here tomorrow. But beer, it's a, it's a, it's continuous. So uh, I mean, honestly, it's really time-consuming. So I'm 
hear a lot mm -hmm. or even if I'm not here I mean I'm on the phone yeah, <laughs> or I'm just always thinking about it or thinking about a way to make things smoother make things uh, more efficient or just thinking about BR ideas yeah uh, a lot of a lot of story of uh, <laughs> was in different kind of place so, oh no I'm just gonna take 15 minutes to think about a recipe because I had an idea of, of what I want to do but uh, yeah I think it's it's uh, It's a fun, the beer industry is a fun environment to be in. So, uh, yeah, my kids, my girlfriend, my family like it. Good. My father thinks I work too much, but I mean, every father thinks like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can do? yeah. Um, no, they're all like really proud of, uh, of what we've accomplished so far. Uh, uh, I think it took like, I don't know, like two, three years before they, they, start, they started to pay attention to the, the beer. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I brought like at Christmas, always like a couple of pack of Gutenberg and they were not interested to drink it just like, I don't know and then something yeah. happened I don't know if it was like they saw like this is like my uncles and aunts and and they I don't know like they saw it in like in the, the newspaper or something like and then oh my god they're successful and people right, yeah. they, they really drink this so they, they started to uh, like and now, to yeah, yeah exactly but like the, for the first like two years I don't know if like they were not believing that it's, yeah. it would like was going to work but now that they see that it's yeah. uh, the shift from my my larger family the shift from what's the weird thing you're drinking mm -hmm. to oh i saw your beer yeah. here or there or on tv or in the newspaper that, that when that shift happened it yeah. was pretty uh, i think we all used yeah, to they be was like super uh, proud not, the, not shy but like it's it that there's been like as you say a shift like somewhere yeah. i don't know between year two three four yeah. and then You see people buying it and then bringing the Glutenberg and yeah. parties and and yourself you feel like just more comfortable because right. no it's always been like we make something different for sick people but it's, <laughs> yeah you know, it, yeah when we started we were the gluten free brewery yeah. and I mean obviously this is what we was we were but uh, we had that mindset that yes we do gluten free beer but we just try mm -hmm. to make the best beer possible that is gluten free right. uh, but obviously we were always the gluten free guy so and the further we go uh, we did seasonals we did like sours we did uh, the stout like you said and yeah. different kind of stuff and and yeah even in the industry we we're kind of uh, uh, more accepted now we have Ashlag also which is part of uh, of the group so I mean, everybody just kind of realized that yeah we're here to stay and we're uh, we're having fun so yeah. it's fun to I think uh, we're, now we're like really well respected in the industry i hope <laughs> yeah, no, I, hope. i hope and it's uh, you know it, it helps uh, for sure uh, yeah mm -hmm. uh, but we've been patient and trying not to make too much uh, yeah noise and we do our things but uh, i think yeah now uh, yeah. yeah we can be proud of uh, what we've accomplished hell yeah and you should be it's very yeah. cool it's mm -hmm. very very cool <laughs> I really appreciate your time today, guys. Yeah, thank no, you thanks, very thanks, much. Thanks, thanks to you guys. Really appreciate it. No, thanks. Thank, can, you. Uh, thank you so much. Where can they find you online? Online, uh, glutenberg.ca, on Facebook, on Instagram, yeah. on Twitter, but it's that <laughs> you won't find uh, <laughs> much yeah, happening. Like a lot, any uh, updates. But uh, That's okay. yeah, definitely it's Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Um, Good. That's it. Thank And uh, our yes. products on yes. transbrew.com, there's yep. a, like an interactive map. Uh, you so can you find can where, yeah. yeah, where you can find our products uh, around you. That's so it's pretty nice. So you can also see where the beer has been shipped. Mm -hmm. So you're sure to find if you really want the freshest beer near you. You can know exactly yeah. where the last shipment was. When made, it's so. green, it's fresh. When it's yellow, it's not so yeah. fresh. And then it's, when it's red, just it's call us and yeah. <laughs> we usually just get the beer. Yeah, we'll it usually doesn't it. happen, yeah, but we'll yeah. 
So yeah, it's nice to see like, oh, if you really want that IP fresh, you can see that three days ago it has been shipped mm -hmm. to your local really cool. store, so you know it's gonna be fresh. So we like that. That's yeah. smart. Good. I love it. Right. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks to you, guys. Um, guys, if you enjoyed the episode, make sure you smash thumbs up, hit subscribe below, and hit the notification bell so you know when we drop the new new. Uh, follow us on social media at BAOS Podcast and check out the long form audio so you can see and listen to very attractive gentlemen like these two right here <laughs> talk about beer. And uh, follow us on Spotify as well. We're up on there recently. Uh, that is it, guys. Thank you. Cheers.